Hey, good morning everybody. So today I am off to Athens in Greece. And then from there, I am taking my tour to Constantinople, which is the uh, old name of Istanbul. Istanbul, they renamed Istanbul in 1920s. Constantinople, like not, most of you won't care about this, let me just share a few though. When the Roman Empire fell, around 400 AD to 500 AD, um, the Roman Empire was split into the Western Roman Empire and the Eastern Roman Empire. So the Eastern Roman Empire, they decided to build on an old city there called Byzantium. And they said, this is a perfect location. It's between Europe and Asia. It can help us. It's closer to our enemies, the Persians. We can keep a good base here. And they found this perfect city uh, to build on, which they started building on. And they call it Constantinople. But then when the Rome fell, Constantinople was seen as Rome, the new Rome. They used to call it the new Rome. Um, the people living there were called Romans. They still called themselves Romans for a thousand years plus. Constantinople didn't fall for a thousand years. So this new Rome, which nearly lasted as long as Rome itself, um, became a hub of literally all the, all the ancient wisdom, Eastern... Christianity, all that type of stuff. Constantinople is a very, very important place in history. Um, we don't really learn about all about this, but it's fascinating because Constantinople, I'll say about a thousand times this podcast tonight, helped Western... So when Western Europe fell, when the Roman Empire collapsed, you know, they were the administration heart of Europe. Everything was orderly. They fell. Um, the Vandals, the barbarian tribe, the Vandals just completely ruined Rome. And that's where we get the word vandalism from, classic. Um, it just never recovered really. So the Muslim world, Islam, was trying to take over, but Constantinople was in between Europe and Asia. So because Constantinople had like a huge defense fortress they couldn't penetrate, it stopped the expansion of uh, Islam for like a thousand years. So if that city didn't stand, there wouldn't have been a defense of Europe. Europe would have been completely um, conquered by the caliphate, all the way up to Britain, probably. And we would be living in a completely different world right now. So if you think, like, this is one what makes me think how nuts history is. There's so many moments in history that if you just went that one other way, everything is different. And you can say so anything. You can say about your own life, basically. But it's, it's just fascinating when you actually do the thought experiment. So... I'll be going to uh, Constantinople after that and then Beirut. But let me give you some wisdom from one of the Constantinople's, or Bi the Byzantine Empire was called um, later on. Michael Pelios, I think that's how you say his name. Let's have a look at some of their quotes. Because, you know, it was a hub of... Um, they, they basically, every person that lived in that city was schooled and highly educated. Um, so that didn't happen in uh, the UK until 1800s. So he says here, um, the intelligence of humans shines brightly in difficult situations and it is then that his or her character is truly tested. Basic stuff, choice of Hercules stuff. You don't know what you're truly made of until you're tested. And if you are running away from tests, um, you're never going to find out. So if you are going through a testful period right now, let's see what you're made out of. Let's see what you are made out of then you'll know. A prudent ruler must always be prepared for the unexpected. Classic, easy. 
Ignorance is a great source of calamity. One must seek knowledge and wisdom to avoid the pitfalls that lie before them. Ignorance to the journey ahead. Ignorance to your fitness journey. Ignorance to, well, I'm going to do this and it's going to be great. It's going to work out perfectly. That's been ignorance to, well, let's hold back for a second and look at what this decision means. You've got the, um, oh, I keep forgetting this word. Opportunity cost, for example. You do one thing, which means you can't do another thing. Well, maybe you can do both, but then there's another quote, you know, if you try and catch two rabbits, you catch no rabbits. Classic. Makes sense. Unless you're super fast. Or you've got a net, maybe two guns. But if we are ignorant to what the what the the journey is looking like we're going to be shocked and we're going to be hit and then we're going to collapse when we look at fitness like we're not lying and going to say listen this is the easiest thing you'll ever do in your life working on your health and fitness and getting the right habits in place might take an entire lifetime to, lifetime to master but it's well worth going down that path it's never going to be easy but nothing is easy if you think trying is risky, wait until you get the bill for not trying, Jim Rohn. Whatever you go down, it's going to be difficult. But don't go into things ignorant. That's the main thing. You don't want to be, you don't want to be, it might take you, you know, be humble about stuff. Ask people advice. Well, you've done this before. What's going on? Oh, there's one person, um, I'm not going to name names. One person that wanted to help do a clothing brand someone well-known asked me for advice and I was saying to him, listen, you don't want to go that far away to source your product with a, with someone you don't know, right? You don't want to go down the third-party um, shipping and all stuff because it's going to be a disaster for you. Like, you need to work with a factory directly themselves, take out the middlemen, get your own shipping sorted, you know, be sure what's going on. Yeah, yeah, didn't do it lost 15 grand, lost 15,000 pounds of uh, stock because they went through this like random third party in a random country so far away, no idea who's shipping it, no idea when it's done, and they just got lost apparently. Do you know what I mean? It's like, listen to people that have, even if they're one step ahead, just listen to the, what they got to say because you can learn a lot from it. That's what we learn the most probably. You know, people are warning you, do not go on quick, extreme fat loss diets. Don't drop your calories too quick. Don't overcompensate for like a weekend you think is bad by punishing yourself with exercise. You know, people are giving these warnings. Don't be ignorant to them. They're very, very important warnings to take on. Education is the key to unlocking the potential of the human mind and it is the duty of the wise to pass on their knowledge to future generations. Well, Constantinople definitely did this. And if you think about your own selves, you've learned a lot. Um, I'm speaking to... Barry, this guy that's going to help us with life sensei, I was speaking to him on the weekend and he was saying, you know, like, what you got to realise is people don't want to be helped by someone. If someone's got like shredded abs and then someone's on the other side of the spectrum, they don't want to be helped by someone with shredded abs. They want to be helped by someone that's gone from, you know, a size 20 to a size 16 because it's more relatable. And you've got to think about your, your own journeys. Like there's a lot of people around you that are you know, you maybe you are a few steps ahead in terms of un- unlocking the mind, food, prison, all this stuff, and you can pass on what you learn to them as long as they're willing to accept it. But I feel like we've all got a lot of power in our in our circles to help people. Patient is the armor of the wise, and it will protect them from the ravages of rash decisions. How many of you are not patient? Scott, I've only lost one pound in two weeks. Lost one pound. 
There might be more fat loss there. We can't know for sure because we can only we only know total weight. Again, we don't know your exact fat mass. Yes, you can use body fat calipers and work a body fat percentage, and if that's going down, and you can do that every three or four weeks. But we don't know for sure how much fat has been lost exactly. But we do know if you do hit the numbers, you will be losing about one pound of fat a week. Even if, you've, if you haven't lost any total weight, we know if you've been accurate, you've been honest, you say, Scott, I genuinely have been honest and accurate, I swear down. And I go, okay, fine. The numbers will tell the truth eventually. So, you know, it doesn't matter what I think and it doesn't matter what you think. The numbers don't lie. The data reveals all after a specific amount of time. For example, if it's been eight weeks and you're telling me you've been eating 1,400 calories a day for eight weeks and say you weigh 190 pounds, and then after eight weeks, your weight's the same. And you say, I swear down, I haven't been going over my calories. Well, the the, the data is just screaming in our face. Because if it's, after, if it's been eight weeks and there's been no drop in weight, and that's the calories claimed, you know, and 190 pounds is the weight, that if the weight hasn't dropped, that what has happened there is that the calories you think have been eaten, have been eaten, and it, it could be a, a like a variety of reasons why we overeat on calories. And I'm not saying it's a purposeful act of deception. I'm just saying like secret eaters. If you watch our program, you know it, sh it shows all of it. Like we all do it. So the the numbers won't lie there. You're not an abnormality to physics. Like you abide by the laws of physics. It's just fact. So the numbers will reveal. This is like when you look at someone who's in like say you look at someone and they're like 38, 40 years old. And they're lean and they got muscle mass. I can say, man, I'm lean, muscle mass, looking trim. You, know, you can't cheat that body. You can't cheat to look that way. You can't just do something. That that physique, that data says, well, he he definitely works out. He's definitely not overeating in his energy requirements. He's definitely looking after his health in a, in a sense that he looks healthy. Fit maybe internally we don't know, but in as a whole we go. You can't just wake up and fake that for a day. You are. You, how you look is a represent like how we are all are today is the outcome of everything we've done so far in our lives accumulation right we, some people can deceive like some people deceive people that they're that they're very rich for example it's quite easy to do on the internet some people can deceive that um, they're very happy maybe you know some people can deceive um, that everything in life's going great they love their job. But you can't really deceive your health. It's not something you can be deceived. Like, it will reveal itself. It will show. You can't deceive your weight. Your weight is your weight due to the behaviours that led to that specific point in time. And I know I'm not saying that just because you're lower weight, you're going to be healthier. Then you can go to the other extreme where, yeah, maybe you, you have lost weight rapidly, very, very fast. And in that snapshot of time, it could say, well, your weight's lower, everything's looking better. But behind the weight, there is this kind of psychological damage has happened and it's going to rebound. So it is a very like complicated kind of problem to, to solve. But I think when we look at the data and the stuff we're tracking, it eventually will tell us the truth, if we like the truth or not. And we need patience in the journey. We need patience in this, in this, in this journey because... If you're trying to go too fast, it's going to be quickly undone. You're back to square one again. It's just going to happen. And why haven't you got patience? You've got patience for other things in your life. Why haven't you got patience for your own health? You might say, well, Scott, I need to get healthier and fitter now. I haven't got time to waste. 
Let me tell you though, that path never reaches its end destination. It never gets there. So you think it's faster. It's not like you literally just pad this like a doggy paddle going nowhere. You're trying hard and hard, but you've gone like one millimeter. Just does it's just what's the point in going down that route? It's not taking you to the destination. It never will. See that. If you don't see that, you need to see it. Like I don't know what to say, you have to see it. Is there such a thing as getting rich quick? No, there's not. I mean, you win the lottery, but even then, 70% of lottery winners end up broke and 30% go bankrupt. Think about how crazy that is. Think about how nuts that is. So if you give something to someone fast, it will be squandered and it's game over. So patience is the armor of the wise. We want patience because we understand that, right? So make sure you understand patience today. I could give you 10 mil if I could. The chances are seven or 10 of you will, will, go, will go broke and then a third, third of you will go bankrupt for having so much wealth so quick. Just think about how crazy that is. Same with fat loss, same with changing your entire lifestyle. Anything that's done too quickly never sticks. Patience is the glue. Be patient today and I'll speak to you tomorrow.